Hey there, and welcome to the Tap That Magic podcast. My name is Stephanie Eastman, and this is a space where we celebrate and activate your money-making magic in business through the things that make you different and even the things that make you a little weird. Today, we are welcoming Miss Samantha Aaron onto the podcast. Now, Samantha is a spiritual business coach for female entrepreneurs who are scaling to 10K months. She uses NLP, manifestation, easy proven strategy mixed with mindset to get the best results. Now, buckle up because Sam is one of my absolute favorite people and I can't wait for you to join in. Welcome, welcome, Miss Sam. We have her coming on today to talk about business, how she uses her gene keys, her human design, and all of the things. Welcome, Sam. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that we're reunited. Yes. Our relationship started back a while ago whenever I was like fresh into Gene Keys and you were one of my very first people that I really got to do like an in-depth reading for. So thank you for always being here for this. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That like changed my life. I was obsessed. I loved it. Yes. So Sam, I would love to hear a little bit about your background and how you got into business coaching, how you got into this world of manifestation. Okay. Amazing. So how I actually got into manifestation is I was doing it before it was a buzzword, before it was cool, before it was on TikTok. And I fell into it my junior year of college and I was kind of in a slump and someone, an acquaintance was like, you should watch The Secret. And I was like, what is The Secret? And so I went to my dorm and I put on The Secret and it just felt like the missing puzzle piece. Like I was like, this all makes sense. I had this feeling like there was something bigger than myself out there and that I could really decide my destiny. And so I really just didn't feel like, you know, people who wanted to be, you know, famous or rich or anything. It was like of luck. I really felt like they like did something to get themselves there. And that kind of opened my eyes to manifestation. And so after that, I went on to, you know, manifest everything from free vacations to my um, job in corporate America at Saks Fifth Avenue as a buyer. And I literally, for that one, I got everything on my list. Like it was crazy. I wrote down everything um, to my house in California. Like I just became obsessed. I said, it's like my religion and I love it. And so Basically, how I got into business coaching is I was a buyer at Saks Fifth Avenue, any you know, 25-year-old girl's dream, but it wasn't my dream to be in corporate America. And so I used to like sit at my desk and be like, guys, we could start a podcast. And they would be like, what are you talking about? And that's when I realized I was like, I'm different than everyone else. Like they're not having these same thoughts. And so the pandemic hit. I feel like I manifested it. Obviously, I not the bad parts. I feel like I manifested <laughs> the fact that um, I actually ended up getting furloughed. And I was so excited. Like most people obviously are so upset. They, you know, they didn't lose their job, but their job's on pause. That's what being furloughed is. And I was like, this is my chance to really try and make this happen. And so for the first three months, I tried to be a drop shipper. Obviously, the state of the world, there was no way we were going to get, you know, um, merchandise and stuff shipped. And I knew that wasn't my passion. I really wanted to be a life coach, but I felt like I was too young. I, you know, had no idea what I was doing. And I actually saw someone on the internet who was making six figures as a business coach. And I took her course 
My job ended up calling me back and I literally just never felt more in my life like a decision. I was like, I quit. I told my dad that I got fired. He still has no idea. (laughs) And I went on to start this business. And then, uh, you know, uh, three years later, here we are. And some people don't know this about you, but you started off kind of like secretive with your business. You were the manifestation queen, right? Yes. So Uh I, I did, I started with just quotes. So kind of how that happened is I had a huge fear of being seen. Mm -hmm. I knew that people needed to build a following in order to have a business. Like I looked at any business, you know, Nike, um, McDonald's, I don't know, every single business, they have a cult following, right? So I knew I had to grow up at social media. And what was going on at the time is I saw a lot of quotes pages and quotes did really well because people use quotes on their stories. So it's kind of like free advertisement when, you know, Khloe Kardashian, she puts up quotes all the time, right? And so that's getting spit out to millions of people on the internet. And so I started with quotes. And as I built up my Instagram, I was growing so fast. Then I got over my fear of being seen. And then I started showing up as my authentic self. And it's cool to people because they think like, I can't start the business with this fear of being seen. I did it anyways. And then I got over the fear of being seen as I was building it up. Yes. That is so amazing because that's half of the reason why people don't start, you know, they don't feel like they have the confidence to just show up and be like that person that's been doing it so long, but really each and every one of us that like builds an online business, we got to go through and slay our own monsters of being like, okay, I'm ready to show up and show up big. Yes. The cringe era. You got to get through the cringe to be able to have the business. You are my favorite person that talks about that. And I think about that all the time, how you, how you often refer to like the Kardashians selling their stuff at Sears, like in the sex tape and all the things like yes. very cringeworthy, but now these people are worth a billion dollars, you know, Billions you can, you can't say anything to Kim Kardashian. Like you can't. Yeah. And that's the coolest part of like, we think that when we're going through it, it's the worst thing in the world. But then when we see celebrities at the place that you know, we want to be at, or, you know, maybe I don't really want to be famous, but rich, blah, blah. They went through so much to get there. 110%. I think people forget that sometimes. And so it's always like a really refreshing reminder, especially as you're a business owner, like whether you're in a rebrand or you're like starting from scratch to be like, everybody starts at zero and like works their way up. I just did a live this morning and it was basically talking about, you know, we have to endure failure because I was talking about JK Rowling and we always hear about this, but like when you really think about it, she got told 12 times that this book is not going to go anywhere. And now Harry Potter is literally read by billions of people. Like 12 people sat there and said, this is shit. And she kept going. And so you got to keep, you got to decide for yourself. Okay. Yes. I feel cringy or yes, yada, 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 but I know where I'm going and I'm going to get there. I love that. And it's just, it's a lesson that so many people can use. And speaking of like you showing up. So I love to get into the nitty gritty of the profile lines. Whenever it comes like a lot of people that do human design readings, they are 
like gung ho on your type. Like if you're a manifester, if you're a generator projector, and then the authority, those are all beautiful things, but I am a profile line hoe at heart. Like, I think that that is where so much juice and so much magic yes. is. And so you're one of the first people that I got to have a conversation with. That was also a line five. You're a five one in your human design and gene key profile. And so whenever I think about the fives, I always think about like, they could easily play it small, but like there's something inside of them that knows they're a leader and knows that they're here to make a really big impact. And so there's almost like this soapbox moment that comes up where it's like, there's just a crowd of people, like think about like a a market square or something where everybody's just by and doing their things. And like, you basically have to become in a sense, like this little self-motivated prophet. That's like, I have something we're saying. It's pulling pulling me to step up on this soapbox and start speaking. So for you, how did the soapbox moment kind of unfold? Oh, that is a great freaking question. I feel like you're completely right. I kind of, I always say in my marketing and stuff that I am a lazy girl, right? I'm not someone mm-hmm. who, and and I don't mean it because I do, you know, take so much action, but yeah. I do take it in the easiest way possible. And I feel like you're completely right that it's kind of like this feeling of, I can just sit there and, you know, make it through life, or I can really have this extraordinary life that I planned for myself. And so I think my soapbox moment when I found manifestation, I also was like, I can't play small if there's a way that I can get all my goals and all my dreams and all my visions and I'm the creator. And so once I started the business um, and that fear of being seen, basically what happened is you're completely right. I I met this girl who's also a coach and I lived at, in New York at the time. And she, I went and talked to her and she was like, you just have to go home and put a picture of yourself on your Instagram. And I oh. did. And I just said like, Hey guys, like I have this big fear of being seen, but this is my Instagram, yada, yada. And I, from that moment was a addicted to showing up. It would took one second of just showing myself and ripping off the bandaid. And then I couldn't stop. I loved, I loved it all. I love that. And especially just because you were like honest about it too. being like, this is, yeah. this is, feels uncomfortable and weird, but like, here I am. And it, it really is. Once you rip off the bandaid, it's like, okay, now we're in it. We're full pull. Yes. And it's so funny as people think fear of being seen is that and this is going to sound crazy, but they're like, they, you think you're ugly or you think, you know, there's something wrong with you. And so I had so many messages being like, you're so crazy. You're so beautiful, yada, yada. And it made me more sad because I was like, that is not the fear of being seen. It is the fear of showing up and doing something so different than society and like yada, yada, whatever about looks, but it's really about putting yourself out there, feeling bare naked online. I'm like drooling at that. <laughs> That's like such a such a perfect way to put it because I think that a lot of people like we hear fear of being seen like I'm afraid of being seen online but like you don't really understand what that means it's just kind of like repeated over and over again just like the idea of imposter syndrome you know. Yeah. And, so, and so it becomes its own beast but you just like hit the nail on the head with Oh, that. thank you. Wow. I love that. And another part of your profile, you have the one. And so I always think about these ones since you're a five one, this is like stirring and purring inside of you. 
you are somebody that actually like goes out there and gets the information for the rest of us. So I even think about like that post that you put out today about Instagram, like in making it easy for people to understand. So how important is the teaching side to you in your business? It's really, really important. That's a great question because I just came out, I was just telling you that I, I relaunched my signature course and the reason, the way I teach in that signature course is, you know, I have really bite-sized information. And the reason is that I am a fast learner, but it needs to be bite-sized and it needs to be plug and go. Yeah. So like, I need you to show me exactly this is why we're doing this and this is how you're going to do it. And then plug and go templates, because then I will learn really fast, yeah. but there's so many people too on the internet. And I feel like when you're teaching mindset, obviously it's going to be just you talking and fluffy and hearing the things and I'm obsessed with mindset. But I there's a lot of people on the internet when it comes to actually teaching it, they're not giving you like the A to Z and I just need that. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And there's so many people out there that need to learn that way. So I, I feel like we're we have these gifts for a reason. We we learn that way for a reason because we get to turn around and teach that way and like take what we learn and make it even better. Exactly. Like I want someone to stop my video and be able to then implement it, keep going, stop my video, implement it and feel like by the end of the video, they like get the full thing. They might have to watch it a couple of times, but I've just really opted into so many fluffy courses where I'm just like, you basically told me what I have to do, but you're not giving me what I actually need to do to get there. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. I love this. I love it too. So it's so interesting how these things uh, just tell you more about yourself or it's like, oh, like this aha moment of like, I didn't realize that was my strength or my superpower. But yeah, I'll make sure that I uh, put your Instagram below so that everybody can go check it out too, because there is so much juice over on your Instagram, whether it be mindset, whether it be manifestation or like the actual like nuts and bolts of how to show up for your business. So you really cover it all. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And so one of my favorite things that we went over in your gene key chart from the very beginning was the eight in your life's work. And that is all about being the influencer and the tastemaker. And I look back at like, whenever you first started your Instagram, like whenever we first worked together, I'm like, all the way down. And like some of your posts would have like 20,000 likes and like things that were crazy. So it was just like from the moment that you showed up, you just had this taste maker vibe to you. And so I'm just curious, like how have you experienced that? Especially since we've had this conversation, like what was it last December? Um, It's really funny because I really took what you said to heart and I really love that. Like, this is why I love you. I love your gift and everything because it is so huge. And when you said that, it struck something in me that I have felt that influence and not in a cocky way at all, but in the sense of, I feel like some people are really just business owners and I never just wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to help as many people as possible. And, you know, whether that be, I remember one of the things after we talked is like, I showed them the type of coffee I drink. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just being like an influencer or anything, making your life easier. And I like to, on, I, on my podcast, I called it can't stop talking. Cause I talk about everything from like how I lost weight to confidence as well. And so when you brought that up, I, completely like agreed with you. And a lot of the times people hire me because I feel they're like, I feel like that best friend that can give me advice. And so 
a lot of people, I feel like not hearing that would feel like that's online. They're like, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be showing these sides of you. You shouldn't be showing all of this. And when you told me like you have this influencer side to you, I was like, that's my strong suit. Yes. And so many people don't realize their strong suit and they think they need to be like everyone else. And that makes them unsuccessful. And so, yeah, that really changed a lot of things for me. These gene keys are just like truly a gift because I I've done it in my own business as well, where, like you said, we like come into this world, we learn as much as we possibly can, but then eventually like you got to put your own sugar and spice and everything nice on it, like your own flavor, your own flair. And so your business wouldn't be what it is without having that like very influential vibe and like bringing people into your world the way that you do. So I just, I love every time I think about an influencer in the eighth gene key, I always come back to you. I love it. I love it. But another one that you have, and I call this, I call this like double mint gum, like double the flavor, double the fun. Whenever you have repeating gene keys, like that's a big thing that I get asked about is like, what happens whenever I have like uh, two of the same gene keys or three of the same gene keys? I'm like, that just means like, this is a lesson that you are here to learn, to teach on, to like turn around, to make money from. And so you actually have the fifth gene key in your culture and in your pearl. And so those are two very prominent gene keys because that's in your prosperity sequence, like how you make money. And so we touched on this a little bit, but I would love to no, because you're a business owner and you evolve very quickly. So I'm yeah. sure there's there's plenty of things that you've learned in this past year since we've spoken about it, but the five zooms in on rhythm and routine. And so how has routine almost like been a base or been like the root of a tree for your business? Yes, you're killing it today. So basically <laughs> um, what I've really found from this year, it's my third year in business at the end of this year, it'll be my third year. And I, yes, I think in the beginning, you're constantly chasing that shiny new strategy, that shiny new object, that shiny new coach, that shiny new whatever. And when you actually get to this hump in business and kind of like figured it all out, it comes back to the basics. And so what I realize is to make more money, you don't actually need to do something new. Maybe, maybe you have to tweak something. But what happens a lot that I see with clients or anyone in the space is they'll have a really good month. And the next month, they'll go back to plummeting. Why this actually happens is because you stop doing the things you did that month. You decide that that month was so good, you need to do bigger and better instead of rinsing and repeating. And so, for example, your content, right? What you did every day, it's kind of boring. I post content, I go on my stories, I nurture my clients, I nurture my audience, and maybe I do something for my course or whatever is going on, right? Podcast, whatever. And what happens is the next month you think you need to come out with a new course, you need to switch up your content strategies, you need to do this when reality, what you did last month is a reason that you got there. And I'll ask my clients, okay, well, like, are you still posting five times a week? They're like, oh, I kind of like started posting just like three times a week. Mm. And it's actually really easy to find the blind spots. It's just asking yourself, did you replicate what you did last month? I know it's crazy. 
I love that so much though, because you are so right. Like everybody wants to try the newest thing and whenever it comes down to it, it's about having those bones. And that even highlights that, that line one that you have where it's all about like, this is logistically and statistically how it worked out. Like this is what holds up the business. And so that's really cool how that blends in with this fifth gene key that you have that keeps like the heartbeat of your business going. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, what is like, Oh, this is just like came off the top of my head, but what is something that you have recently, because with this five, it talks about like routines, but it's actually really healthy for you to like switch up tempo every now and again, like, and add something in or take something away. So what has been something that you are really proud of that you've recently added into your routine? Whether it's business uh, or life. Ooh, whether it's business or it's life. Okay, so in business, I think right now I'm really into IG Lives. Honestly, I've only done like two this week, so it's really mm-hmm. new. But I every time I go back to doing IG Lives, I just, that influencer, like you said in me, I really think about that time. I really can show my personality, who I am, and I love being on my soapbox. And it yeah. really does, um, I think, really helps a lot of people. I get the most, you know, comments about my live and my my lives and my podcast. And, and honestly, it does translate to sales, which is cool too, but I love just helping. Um, my second thing in my business, I've been loving batching content. I feel like in summer it's been so crazy and to just sit down because I'm the type of person who I actually like coming up with new content every day. So I need to sit myself down and be like, you are just going to do this one day this days for your calls, this days and having a real schedule like that actually helps with my like ADHD brain. As for um, my social life, what I like to do is I've been loving waking up every morning, getting my Huberman sun. So trying not to go on my phone, just go outside. And that's when I'll actually meditate. And another thing that I've told my um, audience, my clients is I, this summer, I haven't had a full manifestation routine, honestly, like I tell them that, but my one thing I have added is I will snooze my alarm for five minutes and I will just really deeply and truly feel into all the things that I'm grateful for a roof over my head, my bed, the sleep last night, even if it wasn't good, you know, my business and my family and my friends. And I'll really feel that, like actually feel the gratitude. And it does not matter what happens for the rest of your day. You are going to be feeling amazing about everything. And so, yeah, that, that's been really manifesting a lot of things in my life too. I love that. And I think it's so important for us to change up those routines whenever it comes to like manifesting and like deciding like what kind of energy, what kind of tempo you want to set for your day. Because there are times, you know, where it's like, oh, this journaling every morning is really what's doing it for me. And then it gets flat or it gets boring and you're like, hey, I need something different. So just like you said, taking that five minutes in the morning after you wake up, that is that is a perfect time to do it. And it doesn't feel like a chore. It just feels like a happy little review before your day. Exactly. And then anything on top of that is just cherry on top. Yes. Yeah. I love this. Um, so actually in your, in your uh, purpose work, you have the 59th gene key. And I feel like you're a really good example of this 59th gene key because I've had people that are like, on, on the side where they're like, oh my gosh, this is a thorn in my side. Like I have a really hard time with relationships in my life, but like on the other side of it is actually somebody 
like I use this example all the time. Like you are a person that could have either been a kindergarten teacher. You could do exactly what it is that you're doing and coaching and influencing people. Or you could be like a sex therapist for elderly people to have like having a happy life. Like it's just this playful vibe that you have. So how do you bring that playful energy into your business? Because I feel like you really are a shining light whenever it comes to like playfulness. Oh, you're so sweet. I feel like I don't take things too seriously. I think the number one thing with my business is that the reason that we became coaches and entrepreneurs is because, well, for me, my core value is that I felt like I was dimming my light in corporate America. So mm-hmm. n- not only did I want the freedom, but I remember, you know, I had a really big personality, obviously, still in corporate America. And people really used me as like exciting to their day until. Um, at one point, one of the, you know, heads at the company had to sit next to me. We had like open, you know, open floor seating and my boss pulled me aside and he was like, you know, don't talk to her, like really make sure you're like monitoring what you're saying. And I actually did not listen. And I met, made friends with this woman and Uh she was kind of like, you know, devil wear Prada vibes. And she, she was like, no one ever asked me how my day is. Like, it is so nice to meet you. She was like, like, and it actually ended up helping me excel my career. And what I realized from that is like, you know, in corporate America, they're always trying to make you be someone you're not play small and not show your personality. And when I finally was able to build this business, I wanted to do that. So with my, I always say my clients, they're family. Like I, they asked me, do you want to go on trips? Um, Like you're going to be near me. Can we see each other? And I don't think it's unprofessional. I'm in the business of changing lives. And so why would I not want to create these relationships with my clients? Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful and such a different way than most people think in this industry. You know what I mean? Even in like the coaching industry outside of even just corporate America. So that is so, this is what makes you special. You know, this is what brings a flair and a flavor to what you do. And it really goes into the next gene key I was going to touch on, which is it's all about like how your brain, how your brain started working from the ages of like 14 to 21. Wow. And yeah. And in the, um, in that sphere, it's called the IQ sphere is the 27th gene key. And so it was kind of touching on what you just said about like, you're able with that 27th gene key to nurture people, but you don't do it from a place of like where it drags you out or like makes you tired. You give because it feels good and it feels nourishing. Like I always say, don't make the casserole or fluff the pillows unless you love doing it and it feeds your soul. So it sounds like that is something that you do a lot in your business relationships as well. Um, You're completely right. Also, I just have to say this, you give the best metaphors. Like I just feel like it's always (laughs) so good, like especially like the best marketer, because that's exactly what you need. These metaphors always are like, yes, I see them in my brain, but um, (laughs) I completely agree with you. The reason I got into life coaching is you're supposed to ask yourself when you're an entrepreneur, you know, what, what, um, what do your friends come to you for? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I asked my friends and they're like, I come to you when I'm sad. And like, what I really realized is like my favorite thing in the world is when someone's sad, they come to me and they're like, I can only tell you this. Like, I would love you know, to feel better. And after that call, if they're feeling better, like that is my favorite thing in the world to make someone feel better. And so you're right. It gives me energy and it actually makes me feel good. 
I love that. And doing it in a way that feels right to you. And not every single person is the same whenever it comes to how we nurture. And like, that's exactly what I'm such a big believer in this coaching space and online business. Like that people are drawn to you for a reason. Mm. Like they, they get the exact medicine that they need from you. Oh my God. I love that. And that's such a good like affirmation or way to look at it because so many people think there's like, you know, a drought of clients or money or anything. And there's like, there's such an abundance once you can figure out that the right people are going to swim towards you. For sure. For sure. Because you're like, even though there's other people that teach manifestation, I always say this about like human design or fitness, whatever it is, like nobody's going to teach it the exact same way you do. And whenever you speak it from your point of view, whenever you share your stories, like you open the door for so many more people to understand it. And that's why stories are really key. And I've always said this because my dad wants me or has wanted me to learn stocks from, you know, he'll sit me down and he'll put a six-year-old white man on the screen and I don't pay attention. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, the way I want to learn is from a 28-year-old who is putting their money into the stock market so she could buy Louboutins. Like that's why they're going to go to you over someone else. Oh my gosh. That is such a perfect way to put it. It really, yeah. yes. Oh, cause it's, it can be the same information, but it's all about the delivery and it's all about the energy that it's coming from. Exactly. Exactly. So I love to go fishing in the human design chart whenever I do gene key readings, because if you think about it, like if your brand's making new to gene keys, what it is, is basically like the little toy claw machine goes over your human design chart. And it goes down and it grabs a few of the really important ones and it Ooh, takes them over that. and it splashes it down into a different chart. That's like, what are all of these circles? Like compared to like this body and all of these different centers, it's like it yes. just takes that information and it lets you understand yourself in a deeper way. So that's basically what all those circles are, you know, like how you make money you know, what your purpose is, like how, how you glow from the inside out. But so I love, I, love, I love to go fishing in the human design chart. And I honestly don't believe that the gene keys are done. It's such a new thing. I got a feeling they're going to add more planets and stuff, but ooh, yeah. So I love to look at the mercury in our human design. And what's really interesting about your mercury is that on the unconscious side is the 41. So this is all about like fantasy in in a sense it's almost like world building so like a lot of writers of like fantasy worlds are really good at this but also if you think about it like that's manifestation work at its core and like creating the reality that you want so that is something you are excellent at communicating at and the other one this is on your conscious side is the 45th gene key. And this one is called the money steward. (laughs) And so you are excellent whenever it comes to money. And so how do you really combine the two of those things in between manifestation and money in the work that you do? Ooh. So how do I combine manifestation and money? Is that what it comes down to? Uh Uh-huh. Um, I love that. So I always say that, you know, manifestation is kind of like the gasoline in the car. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, strategy is the car and then the the manifestations, the gasoline. So it's not going to run unless you actually add the belief behind it. So I find that a lot of people are like, you know, the strategy is not working. Every strategy works, but it's really your belief behind the strategy. Mm-hmm. And so there's someone who could be saying, I only getting 88 views on my story. So no one's going to buy. And there's someone else who's saying I'm getting 88 views on my stories. 
someone's going to buy. And so that difference and that belief and that manifestation is going to be the reason that your business takes off or you don't. And so, you know, if you feel like this thing is going to be the reason that people are going to end up buying from you, then it's going to be the reason, right? And so you get to decide the meaning of all the strategy and all those things, but really where um, the strategy and um, manifestation meets is when you're saying like, this is when I know that I need to be doing more money manifestation and stuff like that. When you're saying things like, um, you know, I should be doing this or I haven't done enough of this. Mm-hmm. Or that's what's telling me that it's really on the manifestation side. It's really the limiting beliefs that are pouring in. Because if you're saying that I didn't do enough, you're in lack. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get to abundance is obviously being in abundance, knowing that you've done enough, that the strategy is working, and that the clients are on their way to you. And then crazy things happen from that point. I've had clients, literally, I'll, I have the affirmation that people, um, I get paid in unexpected and expected ways. And I've had people who are literally like 50 years old and she's amazing. I freaking love her. And she came to me and she was like, um, I saw you on a podcast. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't even have Instagram. I was going to delete the podcast. And then I listened to you and it was on someone else's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I love the way you run your business. Can I, you know, buy your courses? bought like a sweep of courses and then ended up joining my mastermind out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you. And it really gets highly charged once you start dropping in the delusional energy in there. We're just like, everything is a win, right? Like this, it doesn't matter if there's three views on your stories or two likes. It's like, this is me winning right freaking now. Oh my God. Every time I go live, people are so, they think that when people go live, there's like a thousand people in there. And maybe for some people, when I go live, I literally am usually just talking to myself. And after the live, I will have people DM me being like, that was amazing. But if on the live, I decided that no one was listening and I canceled it, then you know, no one would come. I literally am delusional on those lives. Like this is so good. And then that's where, yeah. Oh, that is amazing. And that is such a good thing to point out to people. And I think the people assume if you have like a certain amount of followers, it's like, oh, everybody must be listening to every single thing they say. They hop on the internet. It's like, no, whenever you trust that, like you're going to deliver the right thing at the right time. And somebody's going to hear it at that perfect moment. You're full Exactly. And I think you're so right about people look at, she has this, she has that. And it's like, no, we're actually all in the same boat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. So I have three questions to wrap this up for you. And, you know, I think that I'm really going to be using this podcast just as like, as a way for me to ask the most random questions. Cause that's one of my favorite things to do is like ask people the most bizarre questions. So one of my favorites that I am so curious about is if you were a dessert, what would you be? Um, chocolate mousse cake. That was so easy as a kid. Yes. I love how quickly you came out of the gate with it. <laughs> I could have, I guess my, Spinoff answer though would be chocolate mousse cake with cheesecake. And the reasoning is um, I was born on my dad's birthday. We have the same birthday. And so every year we got one cake and it would be cheesecake with chocolate mousse because he wanted cheesecake. I wanted chocolate mousse. And so alone I would be chocolate mousse. And then together I would be cheesecake with chocolate mousse. I love that. And that sounds delicious. Thank you. It's so good. It's so good. 
the next question that I have for you, which I don't know if it's just because I'm a fantasy lover, but if you were a dragon, what color would you be? Purple came to mind. I always watched, um, I think it's called Fish Tales. Oh, wait, was that yeah. what? Dragon Tales? Dragon Tales. Yes. <laughs> I love that show. I was like, something's wrong. Dragon Tales, best show ever. Yeah. So yes. purple dragon. Yep. Okay. And it's really just like a fun way of asking I what love this. the color is. <laughs> and then my last question is, what is one of your favorite ways to help clients? Like whenever they're going through something, like what is one of your favorite things that like they come back to you and they're like, this is a win. Like this is the win that I just had. Oh, I feel like I have a couple. Um, I feel like when they're scared to do something, I'm like, will you die? Like I literally say that. Yeah. And I'm like, like, what's the worst that can happen? Will you die? And they say no. And then we realize it was all, you know, just made up fear. Um, my other one, when they're questioning themselves, right. When they are like, I really don't know the answer. Amazing tip. Everyone should really use this is, well, what would you do if you did know? And your brain is like a robot. So if you're telling yourself you don't know the answer, you're not going to find the answer. If you're telling yourself, what would I do if I didn't know the answer? An answer is going to pop up. Um, And then I guess the last thing that I love saying is like, um, what would it look like if it worked out? Because a lot of the time we're in like, you know, uh, negative mind space. And when you ask yourself, like for manifestation purposes, you have to get clear on what you want. So like, what would it look like to get everything you want? And then we'll follow that. I love that. Those are three beautiful ways that you can help clients. And, you know, I would love to know, and for anybody that's listening, how are the ways that we can work with you? Like going over to your Instagram, what are the different things? Cause I know you jazzed it up recently. So if somebody's like, same as my girl, they come into your world. I love that. So right now I actually only have two offers. I slimmed down my product suite and I'm obsessed. And so at the moment right now I have dream business accelerator, which is my signature course. It is literally, I call it the business Bible. I want it to be on everyone's, you know, home screens when they open up Safari or Chrome. And it is the A to Z of how to get to 10K months, everything from building your audience to learning how to sell to them, to your product suite authority, branding. I'm adding, you know, a module on launching. It's really the course that's going to grow with me. And I've added six months of um, group coaching. And so for the price tag, people are like, what are you doing? That's a steal. I love it. And then the other way to work with me right now is one to one coaching. So yes, those are the two ways coming to my, you know, or if you just want to come into my DMs and say, hello, I love, I love Mm -hmm. connecting with everyone. Sam is probably like one of the friendliest, happiest people. I always say she's like a daisy in human form. So if you love wildflowers, like you're going to love Sam. So thank you so much for joining me today and talking about your gene keys, your human design and all the things that make you different and stand out in your business. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Thank you so much. And thank you for changing my life with telling me my gene keys because it really, really changed the way I saw business. Oh, that makes my heart sparkle. You saying that you are so welcome. And I hope you have the most beautiful day. You too. Bye, my love. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.